You're listening to The Pipeline Show with... If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is gonna feel my wrath. Gee Flaming. Son of a bitch! We're back on The Pipeline Show. This is Gee Flaming, and it's uh, time for another 2019 Draft Spotlight. It's also our In the Dub segment, as uh, my guest is from the WHL. Uh, in the Dub is brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. If you uh, want to stay up to date on everything happening across the Western Hockey League, uh, dubnetwork.ca, a great place uh, to uh, start your day. Uh, my guest today is uh, one of the top goaltenders out of the WHL uh, period, let alone guys who are eligible for the 2019 draft uh, from that goaltending position. Uh, Ethan Anders of the Red Deer Rebels, my guest. Uh, welcome to the show. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to get a chance to speak with you today. Things right now for the Rebels, you look at the standings and, well, it's been a rough couple of weeks that the U.S. road trip has uh, has uh, been a, a difficult thing for a lot of teams uh, and it didn't work out the, all that well for you guys. Uh, just what's the uh, the mood like for the team right now? Um, surprisingly, the mood is pretty good. We know we have to go out there and win, win a lot of games for the rest of the season, so uh, it's been a good mood. It was a tough road trip for us. Uh, State's teams are solid. They're really good teams down there. So we went out there. We played. We thought we played pretty well for the most part, and the results just weren't there. So we just got to keep going. Well, you're not the only team. The All Kings went earlier this year and went 0 for 6 uh, with a, a loss also in Kootenay attached to that road trip. So it's it's a difficult one, and it's for me it's it's uh, hard because it's a lot of games in a short period of time with a lot of travel as well. Do you, do you look at it that way too? Um, yeah, I do for sure. We. We got stuck in a place called Hood River. Yeah. <laughs> for, um, I think it was about 10 hours or so. And our game got cancelled on the Wednesday against Everett. Yeah. So we had to play a three and three on the weekend, which was, made our schedule a lot tougher. But, um, I thought we did alright considering our schedule for sure. Yeah. We saw all the tweets about that. Uh, Mooner was, uh, it kept that one going. Uh, it was, it was. Yeah. Mooner made sure the Twitter page was, uh, flowing with those tweets for sure. Yeah. I was, uh, I thought maybe they'd change, uh, the name of Hood River to Moon River. That would have been, uh, <laughs> fitting for him. Um, all right. Well, let's get back to the hockey and, uh, uh, this season overall, uh, the, the standings in the central division just unbelievably close, uh, the way it is, uh, right now, Edmonton has a nine point lead on you guys, uh, but there's five teams all fighting it out right now for position. And then now suddenly the Brandon Weekings are back involved in the mix. How much time do you guys spend looking at standings or watching the scoreboard? Um, we have a big board in our, uh, weight room with all the standings. So whenever we go in for a workout or something, it's right there. So we always take a look, always look at the scores every night if, teams are playing so we are well aware of what's going on and yeah we just know it's everything's tight so we could either end up in top in our division if we fall things go the right way or we could be out of playoffs so it's could go either way which is kind of which is scary but also exciting guys it's like playoff game every game so yeah i think every guy will get up for every game so it'll be good that's a good way of looking at it and this weekend right back at it uh with a home and home against the oil kings um, it's when it comes to uh, rivals for the Red Deer Rebels, how close to the top are the Oil Kings? I know for Edmonton, Edmonton uh, Red Deer is the closest rival, so that might be the 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 arch rival there. Although you know you have Battle of Alberta in five different cities, uh, who is the arch rival for the Rebels? I honestly would have to say Edmonton would be up there for sure. Edmonton's a big rival of ours. We play them however like seven or eight times a year. It's always hard fought battle each time, so I'd definitely have to say Edmonton's probably one of the top ones for sure. Excellent. Uh, Ethan, what we like to do in this part of the show is uh, let my audience get to know somebody that's draft eligible like you are. 
and uh, the audience is across North America, so there'll be people in the States or out in Ontario or on the East Coast who will be hearing this. They might not know all the WHL guys uh, like uh, like we do out here. So let's get a bit of background, if you don't mind. Uh, where are you from? Um, I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan. Okay, and do you remember how old you were when you first started playing hockey? Um, I think I started playing when I was about three, and I think I picked up the position of goaltending around uh, 10. 10. Actually came to goaltender a little bit late then. Uh, what what brought you to the uh, uh, to put the mask on? Um, I think it was we were playing some spring league hockey, and uh, guys were taking turns going goalie. Just kind of, it was up for whoever wanted to play. So I think I played a couple games, and I really enjoyed it. So I just next next season I went with goaltending instead of player and continued that career. How did your parents take that choice? Um, They were supportive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were really supportive through it all, so that was awesome. All right, well, that's good to have uh, the, the parents' support. Um, I know when I talk to other goaltenders, a lot of them will tell me they, the uh, getting to put on the gear and, and you know wear the pads and the glove and the mask, and uh, that was kind of... Uh, uh, what interested, what intrigued them to first try it? Uh, was it something similar for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. I like. I'm a bit of a gear, not a gear geek, but I like. I like gear. I like. I know what all my specs are on my pads. I like to have that kind of personalization you can do with the position, mm-hmm. and then also getting a nice painted mask is also a big plus. Well, and that's a big thing this year for you guys in Red Deer. This is the first year, I think, that uh, Brent has let the goalies paint their mask. I don't know if he's getting soft in his older age. That's that's me saying I'm not going to put that in your mouth. But do you know why he's uh, he's kind of softened that stance? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say he's softened up one bit, but <laughs> I think he's that more lenient on certain kind of rules he used to have, like the gear. I my partners was able to get color in his gear. I didn't. I think I ordered mine earlier, and the I don't know exactly the details of it, but I didn't get color in my gear. And then um, now we got painted helmets, so yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Oh, that's good. Uh, Ethan Anders, my guest, he plays for the Red Deer Rebels. Um, now, usually I'll ask guys about uh, their uh, WHL Bantam Draft Day experience and and what it was like for them. I know some guys get to stay home from school and, and kind of follow it on, uh, or they're at class and they're following it on on their phone or or whatever. You weren't drafted, so what was draft day like for you? Um, draft day was, uh, I think, a normal day for me. I went to school. We all I had a bunch of buddies um, who also got drafted. I think I had my one of my close buddies went in the first round, and I think he did the same thing. He went to school, just kind of treated it like a normal day and just watched the draft. And, um, yeah, I just kind of watched it, saw what happened. And uh, I wasn't too disappointed not getting drafted. No? I just knew I had more options to go kind of wherever, whoever wanted me. So I think that worked out in my favor for sure. Well, definitely. And now you're one of the uh, the post-child uh, guys where we can say the, the, the band of draft is great. But if you don't get drafted, keep working hard. And for you, uh, a follow-up uh, season with uh, the Tisdale Trojans in the SMHL and uh, a really good strong playoff run. And then uh, the Red Deer Rebels come calling after that year, or when did he kind of get listed by the Rebels? Um, I got listed in the middle of January, I believe, in that year. Okay. Of the midget year, yeah. So I got listed in January, and then I came up for about a week, I think, after our season ended, just to come up and practice and get a feel for what this league is like. So I think that was good for me to come up and just kind of get a feel for things before I came up next season for camp. How big of a jump was it to, to finally get to the WHL? How different is the hockey? 
Um, it's just everything was just a little bit faster. Shots were a little bit harder. Um, you practice more, you play more. But it wasn't. I think it took me. It didn't take me too long to get adjusted for it because you had a lot of time in camp and preseason. I think when regular season rolled around, I felt felt like I was uh, ready for ready to play in the league. So. Uh, Ethan Anders of the uh, Red Deer Rebels, uh, my guest here on the Pipeline Show, draft eligible this year, and maybe we can uh, touch on that and how much you're thinking about the draft. Is it uh, always kind of in the back of your head, or do you try to avoid thinking about it? Um, I try to avoid thinking about it as much as possible, but it's always kind of lingering in the back of your head. But I just know if I go out and I just kind of play my game and play the way I can play every night, it, uh, things will work out by the end of the season. So that's all I just kind of worry about. Things will take care of itself. When I talk to goalies, I, I kind of, you know, if you were a defenseman, I could ask if you're a stay-at-home guy or a two-way defenseman. If you're a forward, you know, are you a power forward or a uh, playmaker? As a goaltender, how do you describe yourself as a goaltender? Because to some degree, you're all butterfly goalies now, and um, I, I don't know that there's a lot of differences between goalies. So how how do you describe it yourself uh, and the way you play? Um, yeah, that's very true. There's not a whole lot of differences between too many goalies anymore, but I'd have to say I'm a pretty technical guy. Okay. For the most part, I feel like I'm pretty technically sound, and I feel like I move pretty well. But so does so does every other goalie nowadays. So <laughs> yeah, it's hard to it's hard to describe yourself as a goalie now. But yeah, it's definitely pretty technical and athletic for sure. Well, it's a really good year in the WHL for uh, for the NHL draft. Lots of guys expected to go in the first round, and and uh, even the goaltending position there. What about five or six of guys out of the Western Hockey League? I think we all expect to get drafted. Um, do you know the other guys, the other goaltenders in the league very well? Do you cross paths with some of those guys? Um, yeah, I definitely I cross paths with a few of them actually. Um, I just from summer camps and working with certain people, you meet those guys. Um, I know certain guys like uh, Roman Bazran pretty well. Yeah. Um, Adam Evanoff off of Moose Jaw. Yeah. And then I played hockey minor hockey against and with uh, Dean McNabb off of Regina. Okay, so the, yeah, there's a few guys there. Uh, they aren't even the, the higher-ranked guys, but, uh, uh, well, Roman Bazarin is, is ranked pretty high, too. But um, pretty strong year in the in the Western Hockey League for shooters as well. And uh, I know you've you've had some guys in your club that have uh, gone through the draft before, and, and I don't know if you've picked the brains of uh, of guys like Brian and Hagel and just what the, the draft day experience is like for what, what it was like for those guys to kind of get yourself prepared. Uh, yeah, for sure. I just kind of, I had one of my best friends um, went through that last year, the okay. draft, and he's, yeah, he just, I was with him kind of, I hung out with him a lot, so I knew what he was going through and thought processes, thought processes and stuff like that, so it was, uh, it was good to have a good friend like that to go through it, so you kind of know what to expect when your time comes around. Who was that? Um, Alex Kanek Liepert. He oh got yeah, in Vancouver. To Washington, I think, in the sixth round. Yeah, from the Giants in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, between now and the end of the season, uh, outside of obviously getting into the playoffs and and uh, leading the Rebels as far as you can, uh, what's uh, on your to do list? Uh, are there some boxes still to check off in terms of uh, things you want to accomplish, maybe on a personal level? Um, for sure, I got goals, um, personal goals, just for uh, kind of statistics. Wise, I wouldn't mind like for just kind of trying to get the goals against average uh, under three, try and keep it under three for the rest of the year, get it down there. And then um, save percentage, I would like to get that up to 
nine fifteen by the end of the year, which would which would be awesome. Awesome, uh, yeah. There's uh, still. What do you guys have about uh, twelve games left to go? Something like that. So, yeah, we got twelve. Yeah, we got twelve games left here. Yeah, pretty exciting stretch drive uh, for sure, especially within the central division. Well, Ethan, listen, I really appreciate your time. I should ask you before you go. Um, growing up, did you have a favorite NHL team? Um, I was a big Flames fan. I liked uh, Kippersoff a lot growing up. So. Um, Mika Kippersoff, of course, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Ethan. Uh, wish you the best of luck. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. That was awesome. There's Ethan Anders, netminder with the Red Deer Rebels. As I mentioned, ranked 13th by NHL Central Scouting. But uh, for me, uh, he should be ranked higher than that. I've seen this guy stand on his head, and uh, he's, a, he's a terrific goaltender, really athletic. Again, not the biggest guy in the world, though, it's, uh, at 6'1". So below that 6'2 magic line in the sand that some scouts seem to have. Uh, but there's a lot of goaltenders in the draft this year, really good goaltenders, who are this size, maybe even a little smaller for some of them. But uh, 6'1", not too small to be an NHL goaltender in my mind. Again, not a scout. I host a podcast. That's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Pipeline Show. Thanks to the four guests that you heard from next week. Uh, the answer to the question, which uh, USHL team do you want to hear more from? Uh, we'll figure who that, out who that is. You can uh, vote on that at TPS underscore Geet. Not really a poll that to vote on, but let me know which uh, team you would like to hear uh, somebody from. More 2019 draft spotlights. We'll uh, have another a CHL guest or two, one from the WHL for sure, and uh, a college guest as we like to bring every week on the show too, whether he's in college now or headed that way, like Alex Vlasic is, uh, who we uh, chatted with earlier in this episode. Reminder, if you haven't signed up to be a patron yet, you can get early access uh, to the show. All these interviews have been available for the last three or four days for those who have signed up to be patrons. Uh, real small, like uh, like two bucks a month, uh, will qualify you for uh, to, to get early access. You can do that through the Patreon program, the website, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash The Pipeline Show. But to listen to the show and subscribe through iTunes or SoundCloud or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts from on the podcast app on your phone, that is free, always has been, always will be. The Patreon program, uh, completely voluntary. If you appreciate uh, the content of the show and you want to make sure the show uh, keeps going, uh, that's how you can do that and help out. But if you just want to listen to the show, that's fine too. Just continue doing what you've been doing to this point. All right, that wraps it up. We'll talk to you next week. Between now and then, get out and watch some junior college hockey so that we can chat about it next week here on the Pipeline Show. Have a great week.